0: Support for this podcast comes from Outdoor Supply Hardware, inviting listeners to Osh's big anniversary sale celebration May 20th through the 26th, featuring daily deals, $15,000 in giveaways, 20% off store-wide on Saturday and Sunday, and a lot more. Learn more at Osh.com. Hi there. I'm Randad abdel from ThruLine.
1: From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Maddie Bolaños in San Francisco. The town of Pajaro in Monterey County is underwater after a levee broke on the Pajaro River during this weekend's storms. Officials say they have evacuated more than 2,000 people, and rescues are ongoing. Officials knew for decades that the levee could fail, according to the L.A. Times, but they didn't prioritize repairing it in part because, quote, they believed it did not make financial sense to protect the low-income area. State contractors are working to patch the Pajaro levy with rock and rubble ahead of another storm expected to arrive tonight. Meanwhile, officials in Monterey County say it could be months before people are allowed to return home to Pajaro. KQED's Catherine Monahan has
3: more from the flooded Central Coast community. The Pajaro River is gushing brown and thick. Families are standing along its bank, gazing across at the small community of Pajaro, which is completely flooded. Sara Lopez, evacuated at about 1 o'clock Saturday morning. She says firefighters and police came and said the water was on its way. About 3,000 people live in Pajaro, mostly Latino farm workers. This flood is expected to hit them especially hard financially, because under food and safety laws, flooded agricultural fields must sit fallow for 30 to 60 days to let any possible contamination subside. Here's Montreal County Supervisor Luis Alejo,
1: so that basically
4: means that food that would otherwise be grown and harvested will not be available, and also the, the thousands of jobs that would be available to farm workers will not be available.
3: Ramiro Ortiz Calderón is standing by the river with his wife and daughter. His house is flooded, so is his car, which he would have needed to get to work. Now he thinks he'll have no work, and he's worried about theft. In
1: esta He says
3: people had to leave all their stuff behind in their houses, and now others will come and steal cars and tires and everything. The evacuation order is in place indefinitely, with another storm forecast to hit the area Monday night. For the California Report, I'm Catherine Monaghan.
4: Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book.
1: We've been bringing you the latest on all the storms across California this winter. And boy, has there been a lot. After three years of living in a drought, many Californians are celebrating rain and snowfall. But if you're like me, you might be feeling overwhelmed by the drastic change in weather. So I've enlisted KQED climate reporter Laura Clivens to help us make sense of these changes and tackle the anxiety that may come with that. Laura, we've had atmospheric river after atmospheric river. Residents in San Bernardino County are still dealing with the impact of a blizzard two weeks ago. And we just heard about the situation in Pajaro. Are these the impacts of climate change? So it's
4: tricky to give a definitive yes or no to the answer of attributing a specific storm to climate change. But it is a definite yes that climate change is making these storms stronger. A warmer atmosphere allows the air to hold more moisture, and so that makes storms more intense. And then studies are showing that these events are getting more frequent and that heavy rains are lasting longer also.
1: When I first became climate aware, if you will, around 2018, I was hearing and reading that these kind of extreme weather patterns were 20, maybe 50 years away. Now it feels like it's right outside our doorstep. What's changed?
4: So this is a hard one because it it gets at human psychology. It gets at what humans want to pay attention to or have the capacity to pay attention to at any given time. So the devastating impacts of a warmer atmosphere, those have been known for a long time. And the most recent reports by climate scientists, these are the IPCC reports you might hear about, they warn of very serious effects of climate change happening not only in the future, but also right now. And so I think for the climate scientists, they're kind of feeling like they're in that movie Don't Look Up, where Jennifer Lawrence's character is yelling about how this comet's been hurtling towards Earth and no one seems to be listening. Um, You know, several climate scientists said, I feel seen in this in this moment, in this movie when that came out. So for those of us experiencing
1: climate anxiety, what should we do?
4: First, I want to normalize that feeling. It's actually a very rational response to a real threat. It is not unhealthy. Um, And then next, I want to encourage people who are feeling this way to find community. There's therapists who even have a focus on this. They're called climate-aware therapists. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's so many groups that take action on climate um, that all have members of people who've probably experienced forms of this, and they can cater to whoever you are in society. And then also give yourself some time and space to process, and then hopefully you'll be able to get to work.
1: And what does that mean, get to work?
4: So a huge piece of dealing with climate anxiety is to feel that you are actually making a difference in this huge problem. Here's a really helpful way to think of it. This is from a climate scientist I like, Ayana Elizabeth Johnson. Okay. She says, picture three circles, Venn diagram, okay? One mm-hmm. is what you're good at. One is what drives you, what will get you out of bed in the morning. And then the third is like, what needs doing in climate? Where those three things intersect is a great place for you personally to plug in. Um, and then the last thing I want to say is what is not helpful is is doom and saying we're just done here because that's actually not true. So uh, doom, in the way that I think of it, is just the same as denial around climate change. It's going to lead to a similar outcome, which is nothing, nothing being done.
1: And finally, are there positive changes to the climate situation?
4: So we saw major legislation in the United States this last year. California has passed a lot of climate legislation. Uh, these are all good beginning steps. We need much, much more. But another positive thing is the whole fact that this story is not yet written, and we get to be alive in this pivotal moment and have our actions truly matter.
1: Thank you so much. That was Laura Clivens, KQED climate reporter.
4: Thank you, Maudi.
1: And to find more resources on how you can respond to climate change, go to kqed.org climateaction. And that's the California Report for Monday, March 13th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host,
0: Maddie Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Hint. Fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors, like watermelon, pineapple, and blackberry. No sweeteners, no calories. In stores or delivered from drinkhint.com. Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and Adult and Children's Health Systems, working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes 11th Hour Racing, working to connect sustainability with sport to help restore ocean health. On the web at 11thHourRacing.org.